The holiday season is in full swing. As you plan time with family and friends, there might be someone you can't be with, but who's close to your heart? Show them how much you're thinking of them with one-of-a-kind flowers and gifts from 1-800-Flowers.com. From blooms and bites to festive decor and party essentials, 1-800-Flowers.com has everything you need to express and connect for the holidays, birthdays, or every day. Shop 1-800-Flowers.com slash stream today. Tis the season for giving. And what's better than giving more to everyone you love? With Celebrations Passport from 1-800-Flowers.com, I can enjoy unlimited free shipping on everything, from flowers to gourmet gifts across their entire family of brands, which means sharing more with the special people in my life, now and all throughout the year. Shop 1-800-Flowers.com slash stream and share holiday joy today. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. You and I have the ability and the dignity and the right to make our own decisions and determine our own destiny. You're listening to The Underground. I'm your host, Frank Salvato. In a major escalation in tensions between the U.S. and Iran, the top Iranian general has been killed in an airstrike while leaving the Baghdad airport. The Pentagon confirmed the U.S. military carried out the attack. Qasem Soleimani was one of the most powerful figures in the Middle East and had been the top military man in Iran for more than 20 years. Soleimani is a polarizing figure here in Iraq. His death exposes deep divisions on the country's streets. In Baghdad's Tahrir Square, anti-government protesters celebrated the news of his death, accusing Soleimani of being behind the deaths of many demonstrators in recent months. The question now isn't whether Iran will strike back, but rather how and to what severity. And when it's over, will the killing of Soleimani have been worth it? It's difficult to convey how revered he is in Iran. Imagine the French Foreign Legion at the height of the French Empire. This guy is regarded in Iran as a completely heroic figure, personally very brave. I was wondering, I was, earlier when I was trying to, when Ara was talking, I was trying to think of somebody, and I was thinking of de Gaulle, although he became a leader of the country. Which right, not. it's not quite, but yeah, right. but there's something, he means bigger than any, any he, put it this way, other than the supreme leader Khamenei and maybe the president, he is... He looms larger in Iran than almost any other figure. He's regarded as personally incredibly brave. The troops love him. From the government's perspective, an ally just carried out an assassination killing one of its own top military commanders, not to mention the top military commander, the most revered uh, individual of Tehran, a very close ally to Baghdad um, as well. That was reporting from the usual suspect mainstream media complex, ABC, CBS, and CNN, respectively. Their tenor? Taking out Qasim Soleimani, the Al-Quds leader, the ipso facto leader of Hezbollah, 
and the chief strategist for all things terror and military-related in Tehran, was to oafishly open a can of worms that the Trump administration is hardly prepared to handle. It's as if they were memorializing Soleimani, a generational monster, to put it mildly. Who is Qasim Soleimani? In Iran, he was Major General Soleimani, the leader of the Iranian Revolutionary Corps, and specifically, and more importantly, the Al-Quds Force. It's a special ops and clandestine service division. What does that mean? It means he oversaw and commanded both the Basiji, domestically, and Hezbollah, internationally. Let's recall both the Basiji and Hezbollah before we continue. During the Green Movement, or the Persian Spring, the Basiji, which also doubles as an internal morality police and domestic intelligence gathering agency against its own people, took to the streets both on foot and on motorcycle to maim and kill protesters. Protesters who were activists for freedom and advocating against the totalitarian control of the mullahs who commandeered power during the 1979 Islamic Revolution that toppled the Shah of Iran. Hezbollah is the Shiite terrorist organization. Before the attacks of September 11th and Al-Qaeda, Hezbollah held the dubious distinction of being the terrorist organization that killed the most Americans, both military and civilian. In 1983, Hezbollah perpetrated the bombing on the barracks housing American and French peacekeeping forces in Beirut, Lebanon. 214 American Marines, along with 58 French soldiers and 6 civilians, were killed. Their string of attacks targeting the U.S. and U.S. assets includes the 1983 U.S. Embassy bombing in Beirut, 63 dead, mostly CIA staff, the 1983 Beirut barracks bombing, 307 dead, including those 214 U.S. Marines, the 1983 Beirut-Kuwaiti bombings, targeting, among other locations, the living quarters for American employees of the Raytheon Corporation, the 1984 U.S. Embassy Annex bombing in Beirut, 24 dead. The 1985 hijacking of TWA Flight 847, in which United States Navy diver Robert Stethem's murdered body was thrown onto the tarmac. The 1996 Kobar Towers bombing, which killed 19 U.S. servicemen. The 2008 bombing of the U.S. Embassy in Beirut, 3 dead and 16 injured and the Lebanese hostage crisis, which took place over a span of 10 years, starting in 1982, that targeted mostly Americans. In addition, some of Hezbollah's other attacks include the 1992 Israeli embassy attack in Buenos Aires, which killed 29, the 1994 AMIA bombing of a Jewish cultural center in Argentina that killed 85 people, the 1994 AC Flight 901 attack, killing 21 in Panama, the 1994 London-Israeli Embassy attack that injured 29, and the 2012 Burgas bus bombing in Bulgaria that killed 6. During the Iraq War, Hezbollah trained and armed Shiite insurgents that battled against U.S. and coalition forces on a daily basis. Today, Hezbollah has a global footprint. Singapore accused Hezbollah of recruiting Singaporeans in a failed 1990s plot to attack U.S. and Israeli ships in the Singapore Straits. In 2013, 
Hezbollah was confirmed to have infiltrated South America, forging ties with Latin American drug cartels. One area of particular concern is the tri-country region or the triple frontier. Hezbollah is involved in the trafficking of cocaine there, and the DEA has verified that Hezbollah makes about a billion dollars a year doing so. Hezbollah has been discovered operating in Colombia under the name Organization of External Security. They also have a strong foothold in Argentina, a U.S. ally, and a very strong foothold in Venezuela, a foe to the U.S. currently. Today, in addition to cocaine trafficking in South and Central America, Hezbollah is involved in money laundering and human trafficking, the latter affecting the U.S. southern border. This is the legacy of Qasim Soleimani. Terrorism, death, instability, and a growing effort to expand Islamofascist extremism and totalitarianism around the globe. An effort to bring into existence a global Islamist caliphate under tyrannical Shia rule. So why is it that in the aftermath of this monster's death, the Western mainstream media complex is legitimizing this terrorist. Listen to Arwa Damon, CNN's senior international correspondent. It really puts the region into uncharted territory. You basically now have the U.S. declaring war on Iran because this is exactly what it's going to be viewed as by Tehran inside Iraq's borders. And not just that. This, from the perspective of the Iraqi government, is an act of aggression by the United States, which was meant to be an ally of Baghdad on Iraqi soil, a violation of its sovereignty, because not only was Qasim Soleimani killed in this, but so too was the second in command of what's known as the popular mobilization Force. And so from the government's perspective, an ally just carried out an assassination killing uh, one of its own top military commanders, not to mention the top military commander, the most revered uh, individual of Tehran, a very close ally to Baghdad um, as well. And then if we look at the dynamics that are already unfolding here um, in Iraq, you have this popular mobilization force that I was talking about. It is an umbrella Shia paramilitary uh, force that's mostly made up of former Shia militia groups who gained the bulk of their experience fighting in Iraq's sectarian civil war, but also fighting <coughs> against the U.S. military presence during America's occupation here. They were getting their funding, their training, their weapons um, from Tehran. They are now all at the ready. Radical Shia cleric Muqtada al-Sadr has decided that he is going to unfreeze his Mehdi army. You have some voices here trying to urge calm or at least trying to urge people to take sort of a more rational position. But what you have is a situation that is going to escalate very, very quickly with dynamics right now that are not yet foreseen. And what is especially disturbing in all of this is that it does not seem at this stage as if America has a plan for what happens next. One can only assume that Iran has been ready for something similar to this, even if it wasn't exactly this scenario. 
Newsweek's Ryan Costello wrote, quote, It is hard to contemplate a more reckless act than the assassination of Qasim Soleimani, one of Iran's top military leaders and by some accounts Iran's most popular public figure. Soleimani's assassination has every chance of being remembered as the first bloody salvo in a chaotic regional war not easily contained within any nation's borders. Worse still, a war that could have been easily avoided if Donald Trump was not the epitome of unsuitability for the job of commander-in-chief, unquote. He had to turn it back to Donald Trump. Reuters correspondent Parisia Hafezi wrote, quote, Iran's clerical and military rulers have threatened revenge for an American airstrike here at Baghdad Airport on Friday that killed Qasim Soleimani, commander of Iran's elite Revolutionary Guards Coud Force and architect of its growing military influence in the Middle East. Unquote. She almost makes it sound like he graduated at the top of his class from West Point, doesn't it? Qasim Abdul Zahra and Zina Karam of the Associated Press used words like these to describe Soleimani. Quote, the architect of its interventions across the Middle East. Unquote. I guess that's a gentle way of saying bloodthirsty terrorist. They trumpeted accolades from Iranian leaders. Quote, Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, called Soleimani the international face of resistance. Iranian President Hassan Rouhani called the killing a heinous crime. And Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Javid Zarif dubbed the U.S. attack a cowardly terrorist action and said Iran has the right to respond in any method and any time. Unquote. I've been asking this question for quite a while, but this example pounds the point home. Just whose side is Western media on? Each of these reports elevates Soleimani from terrorist monster to legitimacy. It's akin to saying Charles Manson was simply a misunderstood youth group leader. By all accounts, and employing their existing mindset, if the mainstream media complex of today had been around in 1941, they would have been declaring that the U.S. deserved to be bombed at Pearl Harbor and that Hitler was simply retaliating for the world's transgressions against Germany in World War I. They would have taken the Axis powers' side in World War II. Soleimani is gone, and that is a great thing for the free world. I will go as far as to say that Soleimani's evil, well... Even Dante doesn't want him in any of his circles. But you wouldn't know that by listening to the media. And that's just as troubling as the legacy Soleimani leaves in his bloody wake. I'll be right back with my Friday segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, right after this. From the government's perspective, an ally just carried out an assassination killing one of its own top military commanders, not to mention the top military commander, the most revered uh, individual of Tehran, a very close ally to Baghdad um, as well. I was wondering, I, earlier when I was trying to, when Ara was talking, I was trying to think of somebody, I was thinking of de Gaulle, although he became a leader of the country. This podcast segment has been brought to you by the Emerald Coast Tea Company, 
makers of all-natural, handcrafted, exotic blend teas. When it comes to tea, no matter what your preference, the Emerald Coast Tea Company has a tea or tea blend just for you. Order yours today at emeraldcoastteacompany.com. This is an NMJ segment rebroadcast of the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, syndicated by the GCN Live Satellite System on the Westwood One Radio Network out of the Salem Broadcasting Network flagship station WGUL AM860 in Tampa, Florida. News, insight, passion. AM930, the answer. Captain's America, Third Watch. Coming to you live from Tampa. Call in now and talk to Captain Matt toll-free, 877-969-8600. I'm your captain. I'm your captain. He's on the air, taking on enemies foreign and domestic, and uniting Americans to the cause of liberty. We will rally the world to this cause by our efforts, by our courage. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Good morning, America. Hello, world, and welcome to the Friday morning edition of the Captain's America Third Watch. I am the Captain Matt Bruce as I broadcast live from my flagship station, AM860, The Answer, here in Tampa, Florida, at my Moss Nissan studio to great radio stations across America, in the Caribbean, and around the world via the Internet, streaming online. And a special shout-out goes to our military men and women listening to us right now all across America and around the world, too, via the satellite, plus to our first responders, our EMTs, firefighter, police, hospital and ER room workers, 911 dispatchers, border patrol, security officers, and the U.S. Coast Guard, too, for helping keep us free and safe. And to all the people working on the third watch, the truckers, the warehouse, the factory workers, the butchers, bakers, maintenance, janitorial workers, mechanics, construction workers, bulk mail centers, and all those Uber, Lyft, taxi, and bus drivers, too, that keep America rolling along. Thank you for what you do. Now follow us on Facebook, the Captain's America Third Watch Facebook page, also on Twitter at Captain's America. And don't forget the website, the Captain's America Third Watch.com, the Captain's America Third Watch.com. Well, joining us right now, the host of the Underground USA podcast, Mr. Frank Salvato. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Captain. Time to say the pledge to get rolling. You ready? You got it. I pledge allegiance, I pledge allegiance to, the flag to the flag of the United, United States, States of America, America and, and to, to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And we emphasize the two words, ladies and gentlemen, under God, our great country was founded on Judeo-Christian values, and we won't let you forget that. Now, Frank, I'm going to read this um, first paragraph of the, um, the uh, press release that came out. Last night from the Department of Defense, it said, at the direction of the president, U.S. military has taken decisive defensive action to protect U.S. personnel abroad by killing Qasem Soleimani, the head of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Quds Force, a U.S.-designated foreign terrorist organization. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. That, that's not, that sounds bloodthirsty, but it's a beautiful thing. And uh, and as you have the the mainstream media, uh, especially the more caustic, or usual suspects on the left, uh, trying to downplay this, 
as, as if he were somebody who was just a figurehead. Uh, this is the driving force behind Hezbollah. And until Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda and, and 9-11, Hezbollah was the, the premier terrorist organization where the taking of American lives, both civilian and military, uh, is concerned. They were behind the Beirut bombings, the, the Marine barracks. Uh, they were behind most of the attacks on U.S. assets in the Middle East. They, they're a, they, were a, they are a bloodthirsty group. And like I said, he was the driving force behind that terrorist organization. So his git is a big deal, and it's, it does send a gigantic message. And if Iran retaliates like they say they're going to do, we should respond with overwhelming force to send a definitive message that the days of saber-rattling and the hit-and-run garbage that, that Hezbollah has been doing uh, is over. And, and that if they try anything in the Western Hemisphere, because they have a big foothold in South America now, they do. there will be hell to pay. Venezuela, by the way, is one of the, one of the strongholds. Oh yeah, uh, the tri, the tri, the tri-country area in South America, uh they are they're not only laundering money there, they're they're financing and securing uh, a lot of the smuggling routes down there along with the drug cartels. Uh they're finding propaganda from Hezbollah along the Mexican border here in the United States. You know, so the, they do have a global foothold, and and this is a, a far-reaching and potent terrorist organization. This is the organization that this guy was the driving force behind. So it's a great get. Yeah, and I was listening to a program last night uh, on the radio, and uh, they were talking about um, the influence that Soleimani had um, predominantly because of the violence. And they talked about one incident in Syria where he lined up 100 people along a ditch that was dug, at, uh, uh, well, uh, graves is what it was, hands tied behind their back, men and women and children, 100 of them, and he mowed them all down by himself. Yeah, th- th- this guy's a monster. You know, in in rational days past, when when the the center left and the left media in this country was was on the stump pontificating about what was right and wrong, they would have labeled this guy a monster. This is how how ideologically ill the mainstream media on the left is today in this country, where they try to downplay what this guy was. Mm-hmm. This guy was had blood all over his hands. This this guy is is the poster child for a bloodthirsty terrorist. So you know what what side is is the mainstream media on the left on mm-hmm. uh, today in the United States? I I'm mm-hmm. I'm left slack jawed at at, at well, how they're treating this. I saw a picture yesterday of what was left of the general, and it wasn't very pretty. And I'm not going to describe it, but I will just say that uh, he certainly justice was swift, and he never felt a thing because it it had to kill him because of what was left. No, this is going to sound right awful, spot, but right I, on the spot. I, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, this is going to sound awful, but I, I wish he would have lingered for a little bit so all of the souls that he has eradicated over the years could at least tip their hat to him and say, welcome to the other side. Mm. 
Yeah, I hear you, because he is going to the other side for sure. Yeah. The guy, was, the guy was evil, really, really bad and evil. And for these people to say anything other than that, the, the literal uh, MSN and all that sort of stuff, forget that idea. All right, hold that thought. Hold that. Yeah, hold that thought, folks. We'll be right back with Frank Silvato, managing editor of the of, – oh, here I go. I did it again. The host of the Underground USA podcast – Hard when you did that for 18 years. But anyway, we'll be right back with Frank. Don't go anywhere. I shall return. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerSarasota.com. AM 930, The Answer. Hi, this is Mike Gallagher. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. Yes, you are. This portion of the Captain's America Third Watch is brought to you by my friends at Moss Nissan. Now, Moss is spelled M-A-U-S. MossNissan.com is the website. And now anybody can afford to buy a new or certified pre-owned vehicle from Moss Nissan and Moss Acura. Now, check them out online by going to Moss Nissan, M-A-U-S, MossNissan.com. And by the way, you can also stop Stop by one of their locations, uh, starting with U.S. 19 and 54 in Newport Ritchie, up in Crystal River on U.S. 19, down just below there in Homosassa Springs on U.S. 19, and in North Tampa at 11001 North Florida Avenue. Now, Moss Nissan will put you in a new or newer vehicle today, could be certified pre-owned. But anyway, you'll get your choice of, of great financing, of great service. You can pick out what you want. There's a there's a selection of at least a thousand used vehicles, certified pre-owned, there for you waiting at one of their dealers. That's a lot of vehicles. So don't forget to tell them the captain sent you to save even more. And by the way, that's Moss Nissan. Find them online. Moss M A U S Nissan dot com. Moss M A U S Nissan dot com. Back to uh, Frank Silvato, and Frank Silvato is the host of the Underground uh, USA podcast, and hello, Frank. Mr. Captain. Let's talk about Mr. McCabe, the <laughs> FBI's version of Mr. McCabe, otherwise uh, an undercover agent for the for the FBI, but none of that worked either. Now, uh, he has apologized. This, these were documents that came out yesterday from uh, some time back, but the documents just came out. And he apologized for lying to the FBI about the leak and allowed a document to go through, which uh, wound up chastising our president, which made it look uh, worse than what it is. And he actually was one of the principals of getting this thing off and running. You know, lying to the FBI, lying to a federal agent, there are a lot of people who were coerced into doing things they didn't want to do, and a lot of people who went to jail for lying to a federal agent. And and this guy gets to apologize, and that's it? If he's not treated like, like, like Michael Flynn, if he doesn't undergo the same kind of raking and, and judicial decision that Mike Flynn and all those people who have been coerced by, by federal authorities to, to give information that they didn't want to give, if he's not treated like everybody under the law, mm-hmm. then 
that we absolutely have a two-tier justice system in this country where if you're part of the swamp or, or the preferred group of people in Washington, D.C., you get a pass where everybody else goes to jail. Now, if you're lucky enough, Frank, to be on a Greyhound bus and be a runaway and they find out about you and you're a young person, they will give you a free ticket to ride the bus back where you came from. You know, I I love where Greyhound's heart is on this on this subject, and, and I hope that the program is a wild success because reuniting a runaway with their family, although a lot of runaways have reasons for wanting to run away, it's, it's a beautiful thing should the runaway choose to want to go home. I just hope they have a solid vetting process for uh, figuring out exactly where the runaway came from. Otherwise, they just gave away a lot of vacations to people. Yeah, I suppose, and that is one thing to think about. <laughs> By the way, you remember uh, Cape Canaveral, the air base that's at Cape Canaveral that's been there since uh, the, the space program, U.S. space program, first came into play? The historic Cape Canaveral. And, uh, mm-hmm. How many pieces of history started at Cape Canaveral? Well, you name it. But now they're talking about a name change coming up because the Space Force is going to be located there. I love the I love the fact that we're that we're moving into the future. It, it needs to happen, but I don't I disagree with the name change. Uh, when you when you do look at the historic events that took place at Cape Canaveral, going back not only to uh, moon missions, uh, but shuttle uh, and tragedies like like the Apollo astronauts dying on the pad. I, yeah. I don't know what Gus Grissom would think about the renaming of Cape Canaveral. That was that was always a pinnacle place for people who have arrived in the in the space program so i i I hope they rethink that well yeah because uh history is there for a reason and uh yeah you know change when you change history i mean we we've talked about this where the where the toppling of civil war statues uh are are concerned whether the history is good history bad history that's that's subjective that's that's how you view your history but when you erase it uh, nothing good can come from erasing history we need to hold on to it because that's how we see the future. And, and any wise person understands that you learn you, you learn how to proceed in the future from the past. Know history, and, and you, you know the road to the future. So erasing history, I'm not a fan of. Okay. Now, the other thing is, uh, let's see here. I think we may have a question. Uh isn't it Patrick Air Force Base? No, he said that's Eric. No, Patrick Air Force Base, uh, uh, Eric, is further down uh, from the Cape Canaveral Air Force uh, uh, location, which is where the missiles are that they have. That's where the missile is. Patrick is down the southern end of Melbourne, of uh, Merritt Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, um, oil prices jumped yesterday after the airstrikes in Iran. <laughs> um, I'm going to go down here real quick and look and see what I got for numbers, um, how far it's off. Well, it's coming back. It was way, way down, well over 300. Uh, Dow futures are down 285 right now. NASDAQ futures are down 110.50. Uh, Standard and Poor's are down 34.12. But um, the Dow is starting to recoup, coming back up, and um, the NASDAQ as well as S&P are starting to improve. This is a, this is a perfect example of, of what I've been saying for, for close to two decades now. 
and and that the the indicator of the wealth of our economy cannot be linked to the stock exchange anymore to a great extent because they have knee jerk responses to world to, to world events. Our economy is fine here. Our economy is strong here. Unemployment is down. Uh, spendable income is up. Home ownership is up. Taxes are down. Small businesses have been created and generated. Jobs have been created by, in, in enormous numbers. And, and because we deliver justice to somebody overseas and they're worried about an antiquated thought about, about fuel, all of a sudden the stock market's going to have weak knees. You know, we've got, we've got some of the largest oil reserves in the world. We've got a we've got gigantic natural resources in this country. You know, we're not back in the '70s where the Middle East gets to keep their fingers tightly around our neck when it comes to oil. If we want to produce, we can produce. So when we dispense justice to a terrorist who who is the head of a terrorist organization and a and a terrorist regime in in the mullahs and the and and the hierarchy in Iran starts saber rattling how about wall street having a little bit of a backbone saying it's a good day because a bloodthirsty tyrant who murdered thousands if not tens and hundreds of thousands of people is dead Mm. Now, there are 1.1 million fewer children living in the United States right now because the birth rate has fallen. Well, it's, when, you're pushing the, when you're pushing the kind of, of social engineering that the people on the left coast and, and, and the elite spots in this country, the urban spots, uh, are pushing, that's going to happen naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, we've moved, we've moved away from the family unit in, in this country at warp speed. So whenever family can be celebrated, no matter what kind of unit of family can be celebrated, we should celebrate it. And then children are, are, are a precious resource in this country. They are the future. If we want to have our country maintained and the, and the republic survive, you not only have to invest in our children, but you have to have them. Mm, yeah, very true. And uh, finally, uh, Frank, the Marines have gotten the go-ahead to carry on military bases for the first time. These are the military police only so far, uh, the ones that, whether they're on or off duty, they may carry their firearms with them. Good. It's a, it's a, it's a very questionable and eyebrow-raising policy that people we train to use the most sophisticated weaponry in the world can't bring their weapons to work. Yeah, you're right. Okay, well, it's getting ready to be that time. And before, I, <laughs> before we have that time, uh, who's your pick for the national championship in football? Oh, you know, I'm down here. We're down here in the southeast, so it's got to be from the SEC. So it's got to be it's got to be Clemson. Yeah, I, yeah I'll, I'll find out. That. Although you got Clemson and LSU, they're both from the SEC. And don't don't tell some of my friends I I, I talk bad about LSU, please. My phone will never stop ringing. Uh oh. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you on Monday morning. Stay low, my friend. All righty, Frank Silvato, everybody, the uh, host of the Underground USA podcast. And when we come back, we are going to hit some uh, sport, get into some sports with Patrick Hyland, the insurance quarterback turned sports quarterback. Don't go anywhere. I'm coming right back. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch. This podcast segment is brought to you by Broussard's Bayou Grill of Navarre Beach. 
where the bayou meets the beach. Relax with your friends and family in their Surfside restaurant or listen to live music on the outside deck while enjoying their weekly drink specials and a full menu of tasty delights. Broussard's Bayou Grill of Navarre Beach, located at 8649 Gulf Boulevard in Navarre. For more information, log on to www.broussardsbayougrill.com. That's B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D-S, bayougrill.com, or call 850-396-6098. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe, like, and share our podcast with your friends and family. This podcast can be heard on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and TuneIn, as well as on podcast platforms like CastBox, Podcast Addict, Sonos, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Himalaya. This podcast has been a production of the Underground USA Podcast Network. All content is used with permission and exists in the public domain pursuant to the fair use law. Underground Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 